1: Fun crazy, not creepy crazy, on The Riley and Kimmy Show.
2: The Riley and Kimmy Show.
0: The Riley and Kimmy Show. Toys, movies, comics, and so much more. The Riley and Kimmy Show.
3: And the more that you listen, the more that you know.
1: The Riley and
3: Kimmy Show.
1: And welcome to this episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show. It's a Wednesday episode. If you're listening the day it's uploaded, right next to me is Kimmy. I got one name. Kimmy. Hello everybody. Hello
2: Everybody. Everybody.
1: Everybody. Hi. Hi. I am your host, Patrick Riley. I am the villain of the story. And the hero of this story and every single story is the angel of this story, and that is Kimmy. Hello, Kimmy. Hello. Oh, we better turn your microphone on. Hello, Kimmy. Hello. And are you all rested and ready to go for this episode? Yes, I am. Now, you better be, because we're recording this before the time of sunrise. We're right now, you know, floating around with vampires and ghouls and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. We're beyond the witching hour, let's just put it that way. And one of the reasons we're recording at this hour is because we're going to go on the road in just a little bit, right Kimmy? That's right. And we are off to see a place where a convention is going to be happening. We're getting a tour Mm -hmm. of an upcoming convention site. That's the Melbourne Toy and Comic Con. And we're going to be checking out just what's going to be happening there. The, The lay of the land, if you will. And hopefully we can report about some things on episode 937 about that, mm-hmm. because there are some behind the scenes things we have been privy to that we're just we're just itching to tell everybody, right, Kimmy? That's right. Including on an, uh, maybe another guest announcement, we might be able to, I know we might be able to announce that on 937. Hopefully we will. We'll have some updates maybe about uh, what's going on with the Melbourne Toy and Comic Con. Now, last time I did check with the show promoters. There are still some vendor tables available. There are still some artist tables available, but time is running out. Be sure to contact the Melbourne Toy and Comic-Con if that is of interest to you. Links to their website right on our website at RileyAndKimmy.com, but very easy to get to their website. It's MelbourneToyAndComicCon.com. Very easy, right, Kimmy? hmm So be sure to check that out, and... Hopefully, come back for episode 937, and we'll be talking more about that. Maybe even get a promoter or something on. Who knows, right? Right. We're we're, we're going to try to do that. By the way, today is Wednesday, and what is a Wednesday in the world of nerddom, Kimmy? Well, it is New Comic Book Day. That's correct. Brand new comics, product, t-shirts, merchandise, action figures, things like that are at comic book stores throughout the country. We have a released list of what is available at some comic book stores. Not all of them order the entire list. But to give you an idea of what might be available, you can check that out right at our website at rileyandkimmy.com. If you are in central Florida, a couple locations we will highlight that we highly recommend. One of them, if you're in the Sanford area, like, oh, Deltona, Deland, or Orange City. What am I missing here, Kimmy? Lake Mary. Oh, yeah. Lake Mary. That area. Yeah, right there. Longwood. There you go. Castleberry. Castleberry. There you go. Check out a place in Sanford, the only true comic book shop in Sanford, in our opinion, and that is Comic Central. They have that new product there today, the brand new comic books and stuff, and they are able to help you. Great staff, fantastic manager. Say hi to Sam, the manager from the Riley and Kimmy show. And they have a fantastic owner by the name of Tyson. Very, very, very good nerd hangout and a good place to find your comic book needs. Right, Kimmy? That's right. Everybody's welcome. That's right. That's Comic Central. Very easy to get to. No problems there. Really close to I-4. Right, Kimmy?
4: Very convenient. Right near the Seminole Town Mall Center. Right near the Super Target. Lots of stores and shopping around it. Panera Bread next door.
1: Been open for, I believe, eight years or really close to eight years. Mm. So they know what they're doing. They're doing the right thing, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. And another place we will recommend is in Melbourne, Florida, and that just happens to be Famous Faces and Funnies. They have a wide range of comic book material available there, from back issues to current stuff, trade paperbacks, graphic novels, toys, action figures. Just a plain huge nerd hangout and place to be. They also have gaming and things like that. Right about 11,000 square feet of nerdum. For famous faces and funnies. It's an awesome place. Fantastic place. So be sure to swing on by there, and if you're in that area of the Space Coast, and check them out and find your comic book stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And by the way, you can stay updated with what's happening in the world of comic books, what's being released, and that includes statues, toys, and things like that, with the previews catalog that comes out each month. We recently did a previews preview with Sam, the manager from Comic Central. Check out that video. It's available right on our website at rileyandkibby.com where we go through and recommend some things. And we'll be doing that again with Sam coming up in the very near future. Just check that out. But be be sure, don't be left out. Don't, uh, you know, I've made that mistake and not, uh, you know, followed through with previews where I see something and then it's not available because it's sold out. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Or. You only have a short window where you can get the material sometimes where they have, you know, ordering for, let's say, a month or something like that, just as an example. It could be longer. But once it's done, it's done. Mm-hmm. So don't be left out at all. Get your previews and get to your comic book stores today if you can. That is a Wednesday. And get your nerdum filled up. Right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. All right. Moving over to the world of Hollywood. Kimmy, we're sad to report uh, shortly before sitting down for the Riley and Kimmy show, at Death in Hollywood. Do you know who I'm talking about? No. Gary Marshall, who created some of the 1970s' most iconic shows, has passed away.
3: Sunday,
4: Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days.
3: The weekend comes, my cycle
1: humps. Yes, that's just one of his big shows and also this one. one two, three. Yes, Laverne and Shirley, also The Odd Couple, just to name a few. Mork and Mindy, too. I can't forget that one. That's mm-hmm. one of his as well. And he directed hit movies like Pretty Woman, which was his big first blockbuster. Hmm. I always forget that he did that one. And The Princess Diaries. He passed away Tuesday in Burbank, California, of complications from pneumonia following a stroke. How old do you think Gary Marshall was? Um, 79. Very close. He was 81. Now, Gary Marshall had one of his most first substantial hits when he developed and executive produced the adaptation of Neil Simon's play, The Odd Couple. That was in 1970 for ABC. The show drew several Emmy nominations for Outstanding Comedy Series and wins for stars Jack Klugman. And who else? Who was the other big star? Jack Jack Klugman played Oscar. And Tony Randall. Played Felix. What was Felix's last name? Hunger. That's right. He had the the initials of... F.U. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. I love Walter Matthau in the movie version with the F.U. scene with Jack Lemmon. And the show ran for five seasons. Now, he penned in 1971 the pilot for Happy Days, which was recycled into a 1972 segment of Love American Style, which we have talked about in previous episodes. It was called Love and the Happy Days. Now, George Lucas asked to view... That pilot before deciding to cast whom in American Graffiti? Ron Howard? That's right. Now American Graffiti was released in 1973. Happy Days debuted as a series on the network in 1974, riding on the high on the wave, riding high on the wave of the nineteen fifties nostalgia generated in part by the success of American Graffiti. But Happy Days technically was first, but American Graffiti got the public's attention first, Hmm. which is kind of really hidden when, you know, most people think graffiti was first, but actually graffiti's popularity is what caused Happy Days to be so popular Hmm. and probably to be picked up by the network. Now, during its peak, Happy Days was number one show on television during the 1976 to 1977 season, number two, 77 to 78, number four the following year, and Winkler's Fonzie became an icon because of that show hey. and made Kimmy happy for the rest of her life, right? Hmm. Now, according to Marshall himself, he has acknowledged something. He was the one behind the idea for the 1977 episode of putting Fonzie on water skis, an idea So outlandish that it has spawned the phrase, jump the shark, when someone is referring to a TV show that has clearly passed its prime. Hmm. He actually admitted that he was the one that did that, which I think is pretty amazing. Sad loss, that is Gary Marshall. And who is his famous sister, Kimmy? Penny Marshall. That's correct. Penny Marshall, who I think probably her earliest role just happens to be on The Odd Couple. Remember who she played or what character she played? Do you remember?
4: Hmm... Wasn't she um, secretary or something?
1: Yeah, that's right. She was a secretary for Oscar Madison. Okay. And I think that's really her kind of kickoff. She might have had some earlier work that I'm not familiar with, but that's one where she got national attention. Okay, Kimmy, moving over to some fun pop culture stuff that's going on and speculation. We'll have more information about this one. By the way, we haven't. Uh, I should I should point out we have an entire. I mean, it is a it's an in depth obituary of Marshall of of his entire work and mm-hmm. it goes really deep far more than what we just covered there and I, I urge you to check that out on our nerd news section you can find that right now it's available at rileyandkimmy.com now a big question going around in the world of nerdum right now
3: space the final frontier
1: After this Star Trek movie, will things go back to the way they were? Is there a possible change about to happen? A reboot? Could it be on the way? Will Star Trek IV wipe out the Kelvin timeline completely? If you remember the Kelvin, what that's referring to, Kimmy, is the starship that George Kirk was on. That's Captain James Kirk's father. And you remember what happened to the Kelvin Mm -hmm. in the opening sequences of that rebooted movie a few years ago. Well, there's a problem with the Star Trek IV announcement according to what culture, and specifically the reveal that Chris Hemsworth, his character, George Kirk Sr., will reappear Hmm. in Star Trek IV. Now, that is causing some problems for some people because the timeline that happened in that movie the jj abrams inspired kelvin timeline might not happen anymore okay there's speculation there could be some changes that could be happening if hemsworth character comes back they think that this is going to be stemmed from an attempt by kirk himself to prevent his father from being killed hmm now if that happens could this in the stage of the film franchise altogether? Is that the plan? Is it an idea for Paramount to be looking for the possibility of spinning movies off their newly announced TV show, which is going to be happening, and give them a chance to start rebooting Star Trek Next Generation for film purposes down the road? Because there there'd be enough buffer where they've exhausted or they've played out this one long enough. And is it a way to tie in things back with Shatner? Possibly. Hmm, that, now, I think there's a way they can do it quite easily if they don't do a dimensional thing, if they actually are going to do a time travel thing and they want to pay homage to the past series, the original series. Very simple tool. Something that's been toyed about before in storylines mentioning with films over the years. I think it was Star Trek Two they were talking about possibly doing this or Star Trek One, meaning the original series, movies, that they were going to Revisit a certain planet. Behold.
3: A gateway to your own past, if you wish.
1: The Guardian on the Edge of Forever, I think, could be utilized. There was uh, a plot back a few years ago talked about where I think it was the, the Romulans have found the Guardian on the edge of forever and and Kirk and Spock have to go back in time and prevent what they have done. And it was an idea that was decided that they couldn't do it. I think it was for the 79 movie, if I remember right, uh, The Star Trek. They didn't want to do it because the subject matter was dealing at the time where uh, Kennedy was assassinated and was prevented from being assassinated, which for some reason prevents the entire uh, space program from happening which prevents the federation from having earth and etc and so kirk is never a factor to them Hmm. so they they scrapped that a long time ago and there's also been also some hints over the course of years of maybe the guardian being brought in and it's kind of faded away people have kind of forgotten about that i think that'd be an excellent way for them to do that possibly using the romans that found that planet or kirk finds it or prevents them from using it or finds the temptation there too much and uses it example if he sees his father with a kelvin thing or whatever maybe the whole ship maybe his enterprise can go back and stop the engagement with romulan who knows Mm. because if they do that think about this Mm -hmm. vulcan comes back oh yeah vulcan comes back everything and and you kind of reboot things and then you could show you could end it with the original uh the tv series enterprise Mm mm-hmm you could have that because they're already starting to go back to the TV series uh, wardrobe a little bit. They're starting to show it, so you could bring that TV series Enterprise modernized, of course, in, in looking, and which they've done wonders with when they release the high, you know, high def TV series stuff remastered, you know. But think what they could do now with a big budget film. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of hoping they do do that. Now, one of the things I want to point out: I I hope his lines are better than in the Star Trek IV than they were. In that movie. And I, I I must sound mean here, but I didn't really care for him at all. Chris Hemsworth in mm, that Star Trek movie. Tiberius, no. you kidding me? No, that's the worst. Let's name him after your dad. Let's, let's call him Jeff. Yeah, I I didn't really care for him at all. Yeah. And I like him as Thor. Oh yeah. Didn't didn't like him as George Kirk. No. But I, I do like that movie. Some so I didn't like it actually the first time I saw it. I remember right. that the very first time. Right. But, uh, you know, I think it would be kind of cool maybe if they do they do reboot there. I have no problem with that. Do you? Mm-mm. Okay, Kimmy, question for you on this July 20th. Are you ready to play Nerd Pop Culture Geek Trivia? Yes. All right, Kimmy, we'll be asking you some questions. We will be asking you a history question, so be ready. Okay. Uh, a history question is coming up, but it is nerd, science, fiction, and science related. Very important to all those things. We have that coming up here on this edition of Nerd and Pop Culture Geek Trivia. If Kimmy gets most of these questions right, she gets herself some pocket lint. She is building a pocket lint creature. It will be making its debut in the near future at some upcoming event the Riley and Kimmy Show is at. Check the Riley and Kimmy Show page, our, our vet page, to find out some of the locations we will be at, those we recommend. Who knows? Maybe this uh, this lint creature, whatever it's called, will be making its appearance at the Melbourne Toy and Comic-Con happening October 2nd. This year in Melbourne, Florida, or possibly at the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention happening in November. Who knows where it will be making its appearance. Here we go, Kimmy. Are you wide awake and ready to go? Mm-hmm. All right, Kimmy. On this date in history, our next question for you, are, <laughs> on this date in history, this happened. I need you to tell me the year this happened.
5: Three feet, two and a half down. Right down. Four forward. We're drifting to the right level. And a half. 30
1: seconds forward. Contact right. Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. That's one small step per man, one giant leap per man. All right, Kimmy, tell me what year, what that was, what was the Eagle connected to, and the astronauts involved. That walked on the face of the moon for That's the easy. very first time. I well, I don't know. For the very first time, G- give me those answers. Nineteen
4: sixty-nine. That's correct. Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Mike Collins.
1: Mike Collins didn't walk on the moon. He he orbited.
4: Those are the three that went. Yes, but on that
1: mission. Those two walked the face of the earth, face of the moon, which was Neil Armstrong and Edwin E. Aldrin at the time before he changed his name to his nickname Buzz Aldrin officially. They became the first men to walk on the face of the moon, and what? Um, what Apollo mission was that, Kimmy? Apollo 11? That's correct. Happening on this date in history. Now, Kimmy, moving over to another science-related thing that was on this date in history, America's Viking 1 robot. That spacecraft made a successful landing on what planet? Mars? That's right. What year? Um,
4: 1985?
1: Ooh. 1976 is when that happened. Oh, Taking a look at something just for fun that happened on this date in history is because the the price, I think, is kind of shocking here. It was 1859. Brooklyn and New York played baseball. This happened at Fashion Park Race Course on Long Island, New York. Now the game marked the first time that admission had been charged to see a ball game. It cost 50 cents to get in. And the players on the field did not receive a salary until 1863. Wow. But fifty cents to me seems very expensive Yeah. in that time period. I, I know some listening now may not realize that, but that that's mm-hmm. extremely expensive. When you think about just putting something in perspective, in 1938, a comic book was 10 cents. Right. Now, this thing costs 50 cents. Mm-hmm. That is a lot. Mm-hmm. All right, moving over to something happening in the world of music, Kimmy. Billboard magazine, which when you used to listen to Casey Kasem's American Top 40, you used to count down from Billboard magazine. Billboard magazine published its first listing of best-selling singles. Only 10 were on that list, by the way. Mm. What year did Billboard magazine publish its first listing of best-selling singles? And it was in the 20th century. I'll give you that much.
4: Um. 1955.
1: 1940 is when that happened. All right, Kimmy, this song was released on this date. I will give you the year. You tell me the artist and the name of the song, the title. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. The year is 1965.
4: Alright, finish like
1: it. a Rolling Stone. That's correct, bye. Bob. Dylan. That's right, Bob Dylan, who some when he started getting notoriety described him sounding like a cat being drug across barbed wire.
4: Yeah, I never got him.
1: Lay Lady Lay, I love. I like Lay Lady Lay. Sorry. Right. The the others I don't really care for. I'm sorry if you like Bob Dylan, just not one that I really care for. Moving over to celebrity birthdays and notables, Natalie Wood. Was born on this date in history. But she went missing, Kimmy. What year did she go missing? She was eventually found dead the next day. She went missing on one day, and day two they found her. Mm. What year?
4: 1980.
1: That's very close. 1981. How old was she when she passed? 40. 43 years old. And her husband?
4: Oh. Um, yeah. Her husband.
1: He played it It Takes a Thief, one of my... Favorite uh, 1960s TV shows didn't care for the 70s. It's escaping me. You can't think of him? Mm -hmm. Robert Wagner. This person having a birthday today from the world of music. Identify who this is and the song. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. The big song. They really have, I mean, they've had several, but this is their very big hit and tell me how old they are. Here's your audio clue.
0: She knows just what it
1: takes to make a girl blush. she got Garble, standoff size. She's got... What does she have, Kimmy? Betty Davis size. All right. And who is that? Kim Carnes. That's correct. How old is Kim Carnes today?
4: Oh, um, 70.
1: She is 71. You get your pocket I, I Who has the, most, the more raspier voice? Is it her or is it Bonnie Tyler with Total Eclipse of the Heart?
4: I would say her.
1: Yeah. Now let's put her up against Lucy. Which one? Her or the latter Lucy? Hmm. Hmm. That'd that'd be a tough draw, wouldn't it, right there? I don't don't know which one it would be. All right, Kimmy, moving over to another music person having a birthday, Carlos Santana. How old is Carlos Santana today? 73. He is 69. An actress, I'm not sure if you know who this is, so we're not going to put pocket Lynn on the line for this one, Donna Dixon. Do you know who she is? Hmm. She's married to somebody very famous from Saturday Night Live.
4: Oh, Danny Aykroyd?
1: That's correct. Danny Aykroyd's wife. How old is she today?
4: Um, 67.
1: She is 59 today. Moving okay. over to notable deaths today. On this date in history, this person passed away. Let's see if you can identify the actor. If you cannot, n- nerds will not be really mad at you. But this is somebody who's iconic in the world of sci-fi. Here is your audio clue, Kimmy. Matter of fact, if you pay attention carefully, I think he reveals the character he's playing. Here we go.
3: It's log, date 3193.0. Chief Engineer Scott recording. The captain and first officer are overdue and missing on the surface of a r 7 I have taken standard precautionary measures while we continue our
4: attempts to locate them.
1: All right, Kimmy, can you tell me the actor who played the role of chief engineer Montgomery Scott on Star Trek? Robert Doohan? Mmm, so close, Kimmy. It is James Doohan. James Doohan. Aye,
3: the haggis is in the fire for sure. But I'll not lower my defenses on the word of that mealy-mouthed gentleman down below.
1: All righty. That's close enough, though. You got that. And he passed away on this date. What year?
4: Um... 1990
1: 2005 at the age of 85 mm. moving over to something that happened in the world of old time radio on this date in history radio. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show. Going back in time to the golden age of radio, something that happened on this date in history. In 1935, NBC Radio debuted a show called G-Men. That's right, G-Men. You know, government men, you know, Mm. FBI people, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Well, the show was later renamed Gangbusters and was a very big hit. And I thought we'd have an example of this right now. We go back to one of the episodes of gangbusters now keep in mind the sound quality is not up to today's standards so please be forgiving for this the reason we are actually offering this is just to have a you know a historical reference to this because the and also the show because we do from time to time old-time radio shows there was a wide range of programming everything from superheroes detective shows mysteries suspense things and comedies and variety shows and things like this i mean it was all over the spectrum and would eventually influence television and its programming for all time here we go back in time to gangbusters the episode's called the carnival caper on the riley and kimmy show
3: and now gangbusters gangbusters presented in cooperation with police and federal law enforcement departments throughout the united states The only national program that brings you authentic police case histories. Tonight, Gangbusters presents the case of the carnival caper when robbery rode the big show train until police officers found the mysterious passenger and stopped murder on the Carnival Midway. Gangbusters has asked the Honorable Victor E. Anderson, United States Attorney in Minnesota, to narrate by proxy tonight's case. Now, Mr. Anderson, you told me that the crime in tonight's case was one of the most extraordinary in modern times.
2: That's right, Don Gardner. It was never ascertained exactly in the jurisdiction of which state the criminals finally got their hands on the loot they sought.
3: Well, do you mean that they got the loot in midair, so
2: to speak, Mr. Anderson? You'll see, Don. Suppose we start one spring afternoon a few years ago in the city of East St. Louis, Illinois. A flashily dressed, slightly built man in the middle 30s walked toward a second floor door in an old but nicely kept apartment building. He set on the floor what looked like a brand new suitcase, then knocked with a rhythm.
6: Why oh, this will start him back. Madam, let me introduce myself.
2: I have the other...
0: Yeah? Oh, uh, madam, I have here... Come a, on
6: in, Cookie. I have here the finest kitchen utensil ever put under my.
0: You have what? It saves
6: you 93 steps a day plus 116 separate and distinct motions. Oh. I am made. What's this all about? What's it all about? Ain't it obvious? I got myself a keister and $3 worth of potato peelers, and I'm a businessman. How do you like the keister? Oh, Cookie. Look, you press a button and the lights pop up. Yeah. See? Ain't that some gimmick? You see a crowd gather, you go over. Boom, you make the pitch. And the potato peelers ain't
0: bad either. Who needs a potato peeler?
6: Well, if you fixed a meal around here once in a while, one would come in handy. Oh, yeah? Look, I was walking down Broadway this afternoon. I see a grifter giving his pitch to a bunch of women standing there with their mouths open. The dollar bills was rolling in, and the junkie was passing out wasn't worth the time. Not a
0: nickel. What do you need the keister for? Carnival gets rolling and got a good job waiting for you. Uh,
6: look, that's just the idea, May. I uh, I decided I ain't going on the road with the show this season. Hey, you want to try one of these potato bills? No. The atomic... Super skinners called. Great Monica, huh? Lots of sell.
0: Oh, this morning you will hot to get back with the show. This afternoon you've got a Keister and Atomic Super Skinner's. Why the quick switch?
6: Well, baby, I, uh... I figured five months without you, uh, That's too much for me.
0: Cookie, you're such a big liar. They ought to put you in the freak tent. No, honestly, I'm
6: nuts about you. I I couldn't
0: stand it. Why aren't you going out with the show? That, that's the truth. Yeah?
6: All right, I, uh... I ran into Vince Beggs and uh, we had a couple of beers. Well,
0: what's he got to do with it?
6: Well, Vince has got an idea. He and another guy, uh, uh, water something, you, you know? Him? No. Well, the idea is since the show's a big moneymaker, the safe in the office wagon ought to be loaded. He figures they could knock it over like that in some jerk water town we're playing.
0: So, uh, you're leaving the show?
6: may um, you know how Vince is. If I went out with the show, he'd make me promise I'd do the finger work. Well, I ain't going out with the show. I'm through being a rotten Connie. I got a keystone and I'm a businessman. You
0: could have just said no to Vince.
6: Who, me? Yeah. To Vince? How can I say no to Vince? Look, May, once was enough. I don't want to get jammed up again. I, I like the fresh air. I don't want to see the inside of no jailhouse again. Cookie. So
0: I'm through with the show. How much do they keep in that office wagon safe?
6: I don't know. At the right time, maybe thirty, forty thousand. Look, May, I ain't getting involved.
0: Cookie, don't you love me? What's this got to do with love? Cookie, think
6: of all the things we could have. Yeah, stripes I could have. And about ten years to wash them off. You've got
0: the easiest part of it. I know, but...
6: Look, Mae, don't pound it in two, will you?
0: I think you ought to go out with the show and do it for Vince. And for me. After it's over, we'll have the time of our lives. Just you and me, honey.
6: You really think it's okay?
0: Sure it's okay, honey. Now just forget about that keister and those potato peelers You're going back with the show And treat him to the biggest stunt that carnival's ever seen Hello, Vince Well, Megan? This cook told me he wasn't going out with the show Oh Sit down, baby huh. Didn't you talk to him? Sure, I talked to him, Vince.
6: And everything's okay?
0: He leaves Tuesday. May, you're a wonder. Because Cookie does handstands for me, that makes me a wonder?
6: Baby, you're a wonder because I say so.
0: Okay. Now, what's in this deal for me?
6: Figure out what's in it for me, and that's what's in it for you.
0: You sure must think a lot of me, Vince, making me keep Cookie happy.
6: That's business, baby. After Cookie gets out of the show, that's when our pleasure starts. With Cookie in there pitching with the information, it ought to be as simple as driving down Main Street on
0: Sunday. Let's hope so. You've got more faith in Cookie than I have.
6: Cookie's job is easy. All he's got to do is pass along the dope and keep his mouth shut. That's
0: easy, keeping his mouth shut? Easy
6: enough. After I have a nice long chat with him.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, who's this uh, Walter somebody? What's he in the deal? A working man. An artist. Oh? Uh-huh.
6: One of the slickest guys with a safe dial and combination I know.
0: And he's going to take a big slice, huh? He's worth it.
6: You want a drink, babe?
0: No. no. Let's get out of here.
6: How about your place?
0: No, thanks. Cookie's
6: home. Okay. I can think of some place he isn't. Let's go, baby. May, I don't want to go out with the show. He missed the of the carnival. He dies, that right? May. Oh, yeah,
0: come on. Get on the train, Cookie's He's going to pull out. Oh, keep no. your eyes open,
6: Cookie. Yeah, hey, uh, then sure. Keep your mouth shut. Yeah, goodbye, Cookie. Oh, I'm going to miss you, May.
0: Oh. Um, <clears throat> uh, don't forget to change your socks. Oh, May. Oh, Lord,
6: Keep those letters coming, Cookie. Yeah. Yeah, I'll keep them coming. So long. <laughs> so
0: long.
6: Three balls for a quarter. And yes, three balls for a quarter. Knock the little lady off her perch and into water. What's the prize? Did you say, what's the prize? Well, you get to see that beautiful golden head creature take a bath. Ah, three balls for a quarter. Yeah, yeah, bud. Hey, gents. I don't expect it. See you in Minneapolis until tomorrow. Three balls for a quarter, not the little lady into the drink. It's a big deal. We decided to spend a little more time on this. Hour. Look, don't make yourself so obvious around the lot, will you? Three balls for a quarter. How about there, fella? Three balls for a quarter. I got water at the hotel, of Henry. Meet me there the night after the show. for Fred! Listen, Vince, I don't want to get through with this, Steve. I haven't with the show long enough. I want to go back and see May. Is that so? Yeah, Three months away from her is enough. I gotta go back home and see you. Meet me at the hotel, Vince. There's a little surprise waiting for you. What kind of surprise? I knew how much you missed May, so I brought her along. You kidding? She's at the hotel. Oh, Vince, you're a pal, a real pal. I'll come over after the show's closed. After it's closed, I'm coming now. I'll stick on that job, yeah. Huh? A big day soon, that ought to be enough and cause talk. But may Oh, you... Jane. Okay. Three balls for a quarter, gents. Come on, three balls for a quarter. Knock the little lady off a of perch and into the water. What's the prize? Did you say, what's the prize? Why? You get to see that beautiful that will gold in his Creature takes a bath? Three
5: balls
0: for a quarter. Three balls for a quarter. I asked you, Vince. I asked you not to tell him you brought me along. So I told him. He's got to be kept happy. Isn't that right, Water? Oh, no. Well, I didn't come all the way to Minneapolis to keep Cookie happy. Look... I'm just a mechanic
6: in this deal, but I say we're all in this for the dough we can get out of it. I don't care who's happy. Well, Where is this cookie guy? He'll be here, Walter. When? Nearly two in the morning. What are you? An early riser? Strangely enough, yeah. All right. A safe cracker. Who's an early riser? There he is. Let him in, me. Why me? I'm
0: not glad to see
6: him. Yeah, I'm just that. All right, take it easy. night, hey, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, baby.
0: Oh, yeah, uh, cut it out. Oh, May,
6: I'm so glad to see you. It's been like being a year back in Stir. Yeah, well, I'm glad
0: to see you, too. Come oh. over here, Cookie. Uh, oh, hi, Vince. Come on,
6: baby. Gee, it's great seeing you. Yeah. How you doing, Cookie? Uh, hi, Walter. Well, what do you say we all go out and get a few drinks, huh? Oh, We got a lot of talking to do, Cookie. Talking? We can talk anytime. Let's just... Okay. Oh. Okay. Talking. Nice. What's the schedule, Cookie? Well, the show train gets loaded Sunday morning. Pulls out later in the day. We open in Wichita, Kansas, Tuesday. What about the stops? Well, the first one's scheduled for Farmington. The... Farmington? Where's that? Still Minnesota. They got to water and feed the menagerie. I guess the train will lay on the side in, though, a couple of hours. and does the office wagon still ride on a flat car up near the front? Didn't I write to you, Dad? They could have changed it sometime during the season. Well, if they changed it, I wouldn't have written you, Wouldn't I, May?
0: Yeah,
6: yeah All right We'll be in Farmington when your show train pulls in That all right with you, Walter? Any place, all right with me Just as long as I got room to cut a hole in the bottom of the office wagon You got plenty of room The wagon rides on top of flat car like I told you Okay That's it Walter and I will drive out there today And locate a good spot for us to wait We'll let you know where to meet us, Cookie you... Meet you for what? A three-man job, that's for what? Oh, now, wait a wait. minute. Wait, nothing. We need you. This is my part of the deal, the information. I didn't bargain for nothing else. Is that right, mate? Don't
0: look at me. I don't know what kind of deals you made. You'll be there to give us a hand.
6: After it's over, you go back to the show and stay with it the rest of the season. Do I have to? Sure, you have to. You leave the show after the job and you'll look suspicious. Yeah, but i got to spend some time with me. You'll
0: have all winter with me, Cookie. All winter.
6: <laughs> we'll let you know where to meet us in Farmington. Okay, Walla. Looks like a soft touch to me. An awful soft touch.
2: So, Don, as soon as the train got underway, these criminals planned to saw a hole in the floor of the carnival office wagon which was loaded aboard the flat car. The escapade looked like a certain success until another train brought an unwanted passenger.
3: Now back to gangbusters. You were telling us, United States Attorney Anderson, that burglars planned to board a flat car of a carnival train on which was loaded the office wagon of the show.
2: That's right, Don. And it was their intention to saw a hole in the bottom of the office wagon as the train rolled through the dead of night and open the small safe in which the funds of the show were kept. Late on the night of September 7th, the train had pulled onto a siding at Farmington, Minnesota to water and feed the menagerie as Cookie said it would. In the high weeds near the spot where the office wagon car had stopped, the other two conspirators were waiting.
6: I'll cookie. I'll kill him for not showing up. The tour rescue managements Don't look so tough after all. When I tell him to show up, I want him here. They keep their head down in the weeds. Put him them train them to drive the spotters. Looks like he get finished up back there. Okay, Grab the tools. Got him? Let's go.
5: the little thing he off the perch and knock her into the street. Hey, Cookie, did you hear about it, Cookie? They hear about what? There's FBI guys all over the lot. Some from St. Paul, some from Kansas City. Come here to Wichita special. No kidding. They got an idea was an inside what? job. For sure it was an inside
6: job. Where'd anybody get the dope on the office wagon unless it was an inside job?
5: Have they questioned you yet? Me? Sure you. They're questioning everybody on the lot, everybody, from Mr. Signer checks all the way down.
6: What do they want with me?
5: balls for a quarter. How about it, fella? Three balls for a quarter? What do they want with you? What do they want with me? I was on the grill for an hour, nearly. No kidding. I told you. There's FBI's all over the place. I didn't get a line. I ain't too sure they ain't got a line already. Huh? Uh, who are you, Jerry Edgar Hoover? It's okay. I got information. Yeah. Yeah. The rides foreman told me he had it from the ticket boss who got it right from Mr. Sound of Checks himself. The FBI is on the right track and they'll wrap the whole thing up before the show breaks, switch it uh, Three balls for a quarter. Here, y'all, fellas. Three for a quarter. And three. he said it's somebody right here on the lot. That's who they're after. Somebody right here on the lot. Fact of the business is they know who it is already. They're just waiting for them to make a move before they haul them in.
6: Uh, go on, Joe. Get back here, stand before somebody hauls you in. Here, y'all, gents. Three balls for a quarter. Uh, knock the little lady off for fresh and into the drink. Uh, knock her into drink and see
0: that beautiful golden-haired creature take her back. See her take her back. Right before... Uh, no, Vince, cut it out. I have to finish packing.
6: Ah, uh, there's lots of time for packing, baby. We could stay in East St. Louis for another week. Come here. Vince... Tell me how much you miss Cookie
0: Um, look, I uh, really have to finish packing You want to make hot springs the first night So we won't make hot springs and It'd be much nicer if we didn't have to drag that Walter along Walter's good for a lot of things, May, baby Yeah Shh
6: What's the matter? Somebody's putting a key in the door I'll bet it's Cookie Oh, you're crazy He couldn't be here May, are you... Hey, what are you doing back here? What's it look like I'm doing? I came back to see May Hi, sweetheart a cookie, you shouldn't have come. Who wants to stick around that show any longer? Things are getting hot. I told you to stay out the season. Why didn't you show up to do the job? I'll tell you why. Because I played it smart. That's why. The FBI was around questioning everybody where they were the night of the job. They didn't talk to you. Sure they did. I was on the back end of the train setting up all night playing pinochle. I had seven witnesses. Fountain kibitzers. Guess should have stuck out the season like I told you. Yeah, well, you go back and work that lousy midway in my place. I came home to see my May. And I was going ge- to... Hey, where were you counting on going? What do you mean? What are you packing your bags for? That's what I mean. She was going to catch the train tonight for Wichita to meet you. Is that right, May? Sure, Cookie. Where else would I be going? Uh, you better get back to the show, Cookie. Tell them you were picked up for being drunk or something, but get back today. I told you I'm staying right here, me and May. And while we're on the subject, which we ain't, where's my cut of the dough? Warren and I haven't talked it over yet. What's there to talk over? You take it and you cut it three ways.
0: You think you're entitled to a full share? Shut up, May.
6: Whose side are you supposed to be on, anyway? I asked what there's there to talk over. They didn't show up for the job. That entitles you only their tipsters in. Ten percent. What are you giving me ten percent? I spent a whole summer on the job. You two guys spent one night. I don't settle for no ten percent. You're getting a little tougher than you used to be, Cookie. Why shouldn't I get tougher after I see a few of the things that's going on around here? Packed up, huh? Going to Wichita, huh? Yeah, I was going to wire you, Cookie. Yeah, you were going to wire me. Anyhow, Vince, what about my girl? We'll meet Walter tonight and talk it over. Okay. I'll meet Walter. But I'm getting my full share. Where'd you put that keister of my me? Keister? Yeah, and the potato peelers. Oh. In there, in the closet. Much obliged. I'm going in the potato peeler business this afternoon. Which is what I should have done three months ago. Well, what are
0: we going to do now?
6: Shall we leave tomorrow instead of today? He's
0: not going to sit still, Vince.
6: I've been taking it easy with him, baby. I didn't want him to cause us any trouble. Not until we're set. But tonight he gets the law laid down. About his cut. About you.
5: I'm Joe Carey. Said they wanted to see me in the office wagon.
6: Yes, I want to see him. I'm Special Agent Smith, Federal Bureau of Investigation. Oh, how are you? Sit down, Joe.
5: Uh, Yeah, thanks. You know, uh, another one of you FBI guys talked to me yesterday. I know.
6: It's about something different today.
5: Uh, Look, I I didn't have nothing to do with the robbery, if that's what's on your mind.
6: I know you didn't have anything to do with it.
5: Oh, that's good. Had me worried for a minute. You know that your friend Cookie left the show? He did?
6: Yes, he did.
5: Well, that's funny. I was talking to him just last night. He didn't say nothing about leaving.
3: He didn't say anything to anybody. He just left.
5: Say, you don't think he had anything to do with... Oh, not Cookie.
6: Well, let's see. He gives an East St. Louis, Illinois address. Do you know whether that's where he lives?
5: Yeah, that's where he lives, but you're barking up the wrong tree, Mr. Anybody but
6: Cookie. We'll I have to check up on him anyway, leaving the show, so suddenly it doesn't make it look too good for him. Now, I'm going to ask you a few more questions, and you give me the best answers you can. All we're trying to do is clear this thing up. And we intend to. Now back
3: to gangbusters. Look, this I ain't satisfied
6: with no
0: 5,000. Get it down, Cookie. There's people in the joint. I'm telling you, 5,000
6: more than your title, Cookie. to. it's a of- Oh, yeah, Walter. Well, now let me tell you guys something. All I gotta do is, peep one little word, see? Just one little word. Cookie... Don't, Cookie, me, May. I know what you've been trying to get away with behind my back. How stupid do you think I am? Five thousand is all, Cookie. Yeah? And who are you counting on people in that one word to?
0: To who do you think? To the law, that's who. Oh. That's not a very good idea, Cookie. Well, if you could get some sense, will you? Shut up. Take the five grand, Cookie. Be glad
6: you got it. You don't take it and keep quiet. You're looking for trouble. Trouble, huh? What kind of trouble could you give me? Okay, Walla. I... You sit still, Cookie. There's a gun in my lap. Disappointed, right at your gut. You see, Cookie? You. You guys can't bluff me. Give me my thigh and I'll get out of here. Sit yes, still, jerk. Well, you ain't bluffing. Let's just imagine he was going to be trouble for us. His... So, all five grand is five grand. And I'll, look, fellas. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll take the five grand. You're a little late, Cookie. I think you'll take a nice swim in from lake. May, talk to him, huh? With a rock around your neck. May, tell him I was kidding, huh? I'll take the five grand
0: I got no influence, Cookie Now,
6: get up and walk for the door Then scare us, he said <laughs> Now, walk for the door May, do something for me, will you, May? Shut up Do something, May, please After what we've been together we right. to get tough of Cookie, huh? May All right, hold it What? Hey, what's what you're doing? FBI, don't move Hey, listen, you want oh, still. Oh, brother, am I glad to see you? We're glad to see you Now get over, all of you Walk out that door and don't give us any trouble because we just welcome trouble from guys like you. Now what? That,
2: Don, was how agents of the Federal Bureau of Investigation rounded up this gang whose crime might be called clever if they got away with it. But they didn't. The principal members of the gang were found guilty of theft from an interstate shipment and sentenced to a term of eight years in a federal penitentiary. The other conspirator was given a term
3: of three and a half years. Well, thank you, United States Attorney Anderson, for this most interesting case history. And gangbusters, congratulations to the federal agents who rounded up this troublesome gang of criminals. Tonight's case was dramatized by Stanley Niss. And directed by William Sweets, with Bill Smith and Gene Ellen in leading roles. Don Gardner speaking.
1: Find archive podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at rileyandkimmy.com.
4: With the Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just
0: about anywhere.